the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That is the theme from Gladiator, and I am your gladiator. <laughs> I never said that. That's a good question. Do I identify with the gladiators? I never thought of that before this. This is truly spontaneous thought emanating from me to you. I have never thought of myself as a gladiator. Okay. But I do think of myself as fighting for the life of my country. So it is interesting. I think more along the lines of a soldier fighting for America and for liberty. And that is, uh, that is the case. Want an example? The press conference yesterday. This is exactly how press conferences are conducted in third world dictatorships. Now, in fact, second world, first world, any dictatorship, but there are more third world dictatorships. It's interesting. Is China a third world dictatorship? I wonder what one would say. I guess it's first world now. The everything except the although I'm not even sure about that, but to the best of my knowledge, the questions were not rehearsed. The questioners were rehearsed. In other words, the if you see it, you could see a picture of circled reporters with their pictures and ID on a card that President Joe Biden held to know whom to call on. What do you say to that? Was, the, was there a representative of Fox even present, or he knew not to call on him or her? Or they, or them, or them, of course, or them. Huh? Yeah, but they knew, knew not to call on them. I, since I played the conference, I broadcasted the conference live on my show for much of it, I'm not going to review uh, the statements of the president this hour. It's the only hour in any event on Fridays that I have just for the news, as it were. Happiness hour than anything on your mind hour. Now, as regards the president having little cards with prefabricated answers... I want you to contrast that to Donald Trump. Donald Trump's entire press conference were attacks on him. Joe Biden's entire conference was praise of him or pablum. That's what it was. You know that the country was a freer country when Donald Trump was president, just for the record. 
I never, until the very last, I guess, half year, I never believed in Trump derangement syndrome. And I'll tell you why. It's because I don't dismiss people's views as pathologic. As a, That is something the left has done all my life. Barry Goldwater is mentally ill, you know, I don't know, a hundred or a thousand psychiatrists announced that. So I have been very wary. Also, I know people that I really like who hated Donald Trump. So am I going to say people I really like have a derangement syndrome? So I, I didn't use the term. Now that it's all over, there was a derangement syndrome among people I like. So what? It doesn't make them any less than a wonderful human being, kind friend or relative, good parent, spouse, honest worker. That could be. But on Trump, there was a derangement. That's all. You cannot possibly argue that things are better for the country because Joe Biden is president. If you argue that, you're no longer a liberal. You are a leftist because of the left-wing policies. Here's something on my bucket list that every American read my column from about three weeks ago. Questions to ask. 32 questions. You should ask every relative and every friend. It's not aggressive. It is not judgmental. It is just, it, it does what I love. It clarifies. 32 questions. And by the way, it's a great thing to use if you, if you want to discuss America and, and life without an attack on anybody. Just ask those questions. And you don't even have to argue your position. Just say, you know what, it's great to clarify, and now I know, you know, now I know how you feel, my beloved brother-in-law. It is, it is up there at uh, DennisPrager.com. What, what was the name of it? Questions you should ask friends or relatives. Yeah. I wish that went viral. The press conference was a farce. It was a third world dictatorship farce. The media serve as the handmaiden of the Democratic Party. She, she wrote that. I mean, that was incredible in uh, the Wall Street Journal. Kimberly Strassel. She, she was very intelligent. You've all heard the term yellow journalism, where it's just substandard reporting in, in order to sell copy, you know, sort of private, stories of people and, or, or even making up things to further an agenda. So she said, what we now have is blue journalism. This is journalism in line with, in the service of the blue, the left. You know, you don't, most of you will not be aware of this. It is exceedingly rare for major newspapers to criticize other major newspapers. It's a sort of unwritten rule, you don't criticize the other guy. 
So for the Wall Street Journal to have one of its columnists describe the New York Times as blue journalism vindicates my position that the New York Times is to the Democratic Party what Pravda was to the Communist Party. That is the state of journalism. You could say that about the Washington Post and probably any major newspaper in this country. You could even say it to a certain extent, though not as much as others, of the news pages of the Wall Street Journal. There is a war at the Wall Street Journal. Everybody knows it. It's an internal war. It's a civil war at the Wall Street Journal between the editorial pages and the news pages, the so-called news pages. Really, between the editorial pages and the blue pages. <laughs> this press conference was was as perfect an example as you can get. Remember the screaming, hey, you're putting kids in cages, you're putting kids in cages. Now they're on administrative hold. According to my producer, they were as quiet as church mice. That was not inclusive. Synagogue mice? Mosque mice? Temple mice? Nobody interrupted anybody. There was no shout. No, there was no sh- What's there to shout other than Nobody. you're such a nice guy, that's why they're coming in. It was... it. it I'm sorry, folks. It was a better America under Donald Trump. That's a fact, unless you believe that suppression of speech and the bailing out of the utterly irresponsible Democratic-run cities and, and states is a, an honorable venture. The closing of the pipeline. He's already put a vast number of Americans out of work. I was listening to the program that precedes mine on my on my home station, AM eight seventy. The answer, KRLA here in Los Angeles, and they were noting how difficult it is for reopening restaurants to find help because they're getting so much more from the government than they would from working. And that's uh, that's planned. Depend on us, because then you'll vote for us. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager, 1-8-Prager-776. All right, everybody. 
Julie Kelly at American Greatness asks a question. Where is GOP outrage over Justice Department's Capitol probe? You understand we're, we're, we're sliding toward a, the, the, the way in which a dictatorship works with one-party rule and the suppression of all dissent. Oh, how I recall the days under George W. Bush when folks on the left would have bumper stickers here in Southern California, dissent is patriotic. They don't say that now. Dissent is only patriotic when the president is a Republican. You vote Democrat, you vote to ruin the country. Okay? Just, that's a fact. The U.S. government now holds political prisoners in jail in the capital, in the nation's capital. And the party that purports to stand for freedom, liberty, and the rule of law refuses to defend them. Everybody's afraid. That is the left's greatest weapon, inducing fear. I have a very powerful argument that I never used before on why you should come out of the closet. You would have to go back a long time to have an analogous stay-in-the-closet period of of. Of Americans, it would I think it would have been gays, like uh, you know, eighty years ago, seventy years ago. The analogous position is conservatives today. Come out of the closet. We will we will try to ruin your life, and sometimes they do. So here is a benefit of coming out of the closet that you might want to consider. And I have great sympathy for you if you don't want to come out of the closet. There are people who who report things happening in their kids' school. They stay anonymous on on the radio. Anonymous on the radio. You're already anonymous. I got letters from members of orchestras all over the country because of my involvement in classical music. Never forget one, a violist with one of the major orchestras of the country. I've been a member of this orchestra for 30 years. Not one of them knows I'm a conservative. Imagine that. People you work with for 30 years. And it's quite intense collaboration, you realize, to be in an orchestra. That's the whole point of an orchestra is collaboration. When I conducted the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra at Disney Concert Hall in L.A. a few years ago. The mayor and former mayor of Santa Monica said, don't go to the concert. Prager is a conservative. They preferred the disappearance of the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra to their playing under a conservative. Needless to say, every penny that came in, and a lot of pennies came in, is the only time a regional orchestra filled the Disney Concert Hall is when I conducted it. I I raised the budget of the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra for a year in one night. Gave it all to them, and the mayor and ex-mayor and other officials of Santa Monica preferred that the night be a failure 
to enabling the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra to continue functioning. And they talk about hatred and divisiveness. My whole point, aside from my love of music, was to show, look at that, I'm a conservative. Santa Monica is one of the most left-wing cities in the country, but you know what? We can still make music together. That was what I wanted to point out. Seven fools in the orchestra refused to play. Out of 70, it's one-tenth, big deal. But I had one of them on, the professor at UCLA, for an hour. You should all hear that hour. We should put up, why don't we have highlight shows up? I'm going to speak to Salem about that. My interview with Howard Zinn, my interview with the UCLA professor who wouldn't play for me is in the violin section. I was a bigot. I asked him how I was a bigot. You should hear his answer. And he teaches at UCLA. He brought his wife. You know what that proves? Everybody knows how well I'll treat them. If they differ intense, even if they call me names, I will treat them well. Because as soon as there's clarity, people understand they have no position. So are you ready? The benefit of coming out of the closet. Drum roll, please. Do we? Ah, we don't have time for a drum roll. All right, we will when we come back. There is a very, very beautiful advantage of coming out of the closet. I usually don't leave you hanging like this. (laughs) This was not intentional. But I don't want to tell you right before the break. 1-8 Prager 776. We return momentarily. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, I'm ready to tell you the great... One of the great advantages, and it's very hard, I believe me, I hear you, I understand your position. It's as close to empathy as the human being can get, as I've talked to you on a number of occasions. Absolute empathy is impossible. If somebody drowned, you cannot, you cannot empathize with drowning if you haven't drowned. You can imagine it, you can even feel pain. You can cry, but you can't. Anyway, so I acknowledge that. I I have my income. I am actually paid to speak out. So I, I, I have a different position in life than those of you who love this country and love liberty, not to mention love Christianity or Judaism. I mean, that's that's really the, the, the bottom of the barrel for the left. Having said that, I want you to know of an advantage of coming out of the closet that I may have tangentially noted, but which I now realize is huge. You know, that guy has been waiting to do that for about a year. He's very serious. Yes, he is. In any event, the answer is, that is the way you will bring kindred spirits into your life. 
The moment you speak out, the haters will hate you, but you will cease to be alone or lonely, whichever the case may be, with regard to people in your life. I personally do not know how one goes on without a support system of friends. Yet many people who share my values do not have friends who share their values. Who share our values, I should say. Well, how are you going to meet these people if you don't come out of the closet? And that's an argument for it aside from everything else. one Prager 776 If you have stepped out of the closet, tell me how you did it, what you exactly did, and, and do you regret it? Very interesting to hear from people. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. I get a Google alert on a number of things. One of them is Dennis Prager. Of course I would. I want to see what's being said about me anywhere in the world, and Google alerts provide that. And some of it is wonderfully complimentary and supportive, and some of it uh, is pure hatred of me. Okay. I read them both. So my syndicated column appears in a number of newspapers across the country, and so if there's a letter to the editor, that's in Google Alert because it mentions my name. So you know, you don't even know this. Do you know which column... Got the most letters in the recent past. So I write on, obviously, difficult themes. When I said take your kid out of school because most schools are indoctrinating. And the Pavlovian response of hatred that schools are opening kids' minds. The people who wrote these letters, do they have any idea what goes on in a school? Opening minds, the most closed places in the world are elementary schools, high schools, and colleges. Did I say the world? I shouldn't have said that. I should have said in the U.S. Uh, uh, communist China is is even well. I don't know. It's not. I don't know. If, is communist China more closed than a left wing school? No, they're they're this they're equal. Oh, schools. Oh, schools. You know what I, I imagined the letter writers? I imagined them 80 years old, and they had a great experience, totally correctly, when they were in public school. <sighs> Let there be no doubt big tech and the far left have joined forces to purge America of conservative views. So why exactly are we choosing to give big tech companies all of our personal data? The battle lines have been drawn. Big tech has made it clear which side they're on. Now was the time to take a stance. Protect your personal data from big tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection express VPN. Every device, whether you're on your phone, laptop, or TV has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search 
search for things, watch videos, or even click a link. Big tech companies can use that IP to track your activity and tie it back to you. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use. Visit expressvpn.com dash Prager, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Prager to get three extra months free, expressvpn.com slash Prager. My friends, I'm Dennis Prager. It is a joy to be with you. I get comments that mean a lot to me that I have been during this irrational, mistaken, non-scientific, evil lockdown, suppression of kids going to school, one of the greatest blunders in in Western world history. And I've been there as a source of support for many of you, and I I don't think of it in exactly that way, but I am glad that I played that role for some of you. I've been talking about your getting out of the closet, conservatives getting out of the closet. There are, half the country shares my views, but you would never know it. The overwhelming majority of the big media are left-wing parrots, hate-filled parrots. Look at what the New York Times did to its own reporters. Their, Their major COVID coverage reporter on on a trip with young people to what Costa Rica was it or Peru yeah a number of years ago met, said the n word not calling anybody that word just mentioning it in in the course of talking about some literature that's it and and he's been and he was fired a new story on this? Where, do, is it here? You just sent it to me this minute, so my the audience is sharing it at, in real time. All right, let's see here. JAMA boss sneered. Medpage came up asking to me to sign in. I can't read it. All right. Anyway, so give him the microphone. I want, I want, I want people. Since I can't, I can't say, I can't read it. I can't. You, you have to read it. Yeah. So, the head of JAMA, which is a big medical, the Association, Journal of the American Medical Association, did a podcast, and in the podcast, he said he didn't believe in systemic racism because he didn't think doctors were racist. They took the podcast down. His job is in jeopardy. They're investigating him. What role does he have? He's the head of JAMA. He's the editor of JAMA, as it were? Yeah. Journal of the American Medical Association. He doesn't think most doctors are racist. And he's, he might they be fired. He'll be fired. They the podcast down. Hey, let's do that. Hey, hey, hey guys, let's have a, a bet here. Do you, what, do you say that he loses his job? I say he loses his job. I have have another question for you. What do you think the chances of this guy, I'll I'll look up his name, Howard Bachner, (laughs) B-A-U-C-H-N-E-R, 
as a conservative politically? I would say that the chances that he was is, is a conservative politically are as great as the chances of my having a Nancy Pelosi sticker on my car. Howard Bachner, JAMA's editor-in-chief since 2011, has been placed on administrative leave pending an investigation into a heavily criticized podcast about structural racism in medicine. The controversy began on February 24th, JAMA Network podcast, now deleted, which host and then JAMA deputy editor Edward Livingston, MD, said structural racism is an unfortunate term. Personally, I think taking racism out of the conversation will help. Many of us are offended by the concept that we are racist. A a tweet promoting the podcast since deleted but copied and posted by others stated, no physician is racist, so how can there be structural racism in healthcare? On March 4th, an internal medicine resident who goes by Shirley Whirl, MD, on Twitter posted a thread outlining several criticisms of the episode, which echoed loud, loudly around hashtag med Twitter. Aletha, here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the punchline. Punchline. Aletha Maybank, MD, PMPH, I don't know what that means. Chief. Master of philosophy. Chief health equity officer at the AMA tweeted that the podcast and tweet were actually, actually racist, actually a demonstration exactly of structural and institutional racism. You hear that? I am furious. That's right. God bless her. Master of Public Health? Oh, I thought it was like a PhD. It was a he PhD. said there was no right. racism proving... That's right. That, that, he, that, that he's that, a racist. Not just that he's a racist, proving there is systemic racism. Look, it's been poisoned. JAMA has been poisoned. The Lancet has been poisoned. Nature has been poisoned. Scientific American has been poisoned. A petition initiated by the Institute for Anti-Racism in Medicine that has garnered nearly 7,000 signatures. That's frightening. Called for a formal review of the leadership displayed by Dr. Howard Bachner. Thank you, sir. All because an ad came up. Anyway, you read it great. Thank you for uh, finding it. All right, everybody, let's see here. Susan. Susan in Calabasas, we only have 30 seconds, and go. Okay, I'll make it short, Dennis. Uh, Two things that I've done over the last 10 years. One, I started my own political Facebook page, which now has well over 2,000 members. It's a great page. I've met amazing people. And when the uh, uh, Obama's Obamacare passed without one vote from the Republicans, I started a Dennis Prager discussion group. All right, hold on. I am actually curious about that. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Yep. By the way, till the end of the month. When is the end of the month? Tuesday? 31st is when? Wednesday? Whatever you give Prager you, it's tripled. Somebody or some people will triple your gift. The advantage of coming out of the closet as a conservative. So let me go back to uh, uh, Susan. 
in Calabasas, California. For those of you who do not know, Calabasas means pumpkins. Did you know that, Susan? Of course. I've lived here for 27 years. So on occasion, do you give your address as Pumpkins, California? Well, I have a better one. I shouldn't divulge my address, but I won't give the number. The name of my street is Paseo Probanio, which means First Street. Which means what street? So first Street in First First Street first. in Pumpkin, California. Yes. yes, Pumpkins. Yes, that's great. <laughs> I like you. All right, let's hear your story. You came out of the closet. You got two thousand followers already, and you have a what? Right. A, a Prager discussion group. I, I didn't have time I, to hear about. I that. did. When Obamacare was passed in two thousand eleven, without one Republican vote, I was so outraged. And I had to keep my mouth shut because I'm in business and I, you know, you know how that goes. And I, I decided, do. well, one of the ways to do this is to start a Prager group where I can have people in my home and discuss the things that you discuss on a daily basis. So I started the group. Uh, it lasted for about nine years only because I wasn't able to continue with it. Uh, wow, well, that's a long time. Through. So you yes. really do and, have kindred spirits in your life. That's what oh, I'm talking yes. about. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And and the way that I do it is I search people out. And uh, the the Facebook page has given me a wonderful opportunity to meet people all over the world. That's, that oh, that's right. Is That's beautiful. Yeah. By the way, I think we should do something new. I'm going to send you a picture of Sean for you to put up in the house. You know what? I would love that. I don't even... Oops. Oh, oh, oh I got to hear that. I'm sorry. I, that was a mistake. You would love that? What did you say? I said, I don't know what Sean looks like, but I've been listening to him for as long as he's been working with you. That's right. Exactly correct. A picture of Sean. I like that. With pumpkins. No, no, we, we that's right. With the, the, the frame will have something that relates to your town. That's right. So, for example, uh, isn't there an intercourse Pennsylvania? Okay, okay, everybody. 